Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFN. HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Hour number two of the Rich Keep Show here on WEEI. If you miss any of the program, you can check out the podcast. Just subscribe to the Rich Keep Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keep Show. You can always watch the program on Twitch as well. Just follow WEEI. You get all the shows from 6A all the way until we are done. And you can join us at 617-779-7937. We'll uh, go around the NFL in a moment, looking at the uh, the Week 10 games, which, of course, kicked off last night. We also have a four-pack of uh, Colts questions. But let's go to the phones right now. We have uh, Tim in the car. He will lead off this hour on WEEI. What's up, Tim? Hey, how's it going, Rich? It's going great. The show. Thank you. I, I think I have an explanation of that. Uh, Mount Rushmore of Germany. I don't know if the guy was oh. referring to uh, the crowd line for the Bruins at one point. Oh, right. Could but, be. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, that was just weird. Uh, but, you know, as far as, you know, bringing back Belichick and, and Mac next year, I, you know, I – I mean, I, I think a lot's going to be contractual, you know. Can they keep Mac on the cheap? I know, you know, he'll be out of his uh, rookie contract and uh, you know, be looking for bigger money. Who's going to bring it? Who's going to offer it to him? But you know, that's just my humble opinion. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, so he's under his rookie deal next year. So it is a cheap year next year for Mac. This offseason, they have to decide whether they're going to pick up a fifth-year option. It really balloons up in that fifth year. So I don't think that's happening. But he could definitely be back next year for whatever it is, a couple million bucks. And uh, I think, you know, it better be as a backup or competing with a guy. Or it just might be easier to to move on altogether. Maybe you're not going to get a whole lot for him. Maybe you can trade him away and uh, get something limited for him and sort of start over. And also, it's going to be a big question. Like, is he working again with Belichick and O'Brien? Or is he working with different guys? And is is it a new GM and a new head coach that comes in? And what do they think? Like, how do they evaluate Mac Jones? I'm guessing probably not that highly. And I think they would also want to move on uh, from him. Bill Belichick, meanwhile, probably is under contract for next season. At least that's by all accounts, right? They were talking about his contract. And we assume that's like $20, 25000000 $25 So if you're worried about like, eating money on somebody, it's on Belichick, not Mac Jones. But it's probably time for, for both to, to move on. Yeah, I know we're going like back and forth. Like, all right, who's more likely to be gone? But then, you know, the idea that they're both going to be uh, back, like that is that is kind of scary. All right, so week 10 in the NFL got going last night, and it was Panthers-Bears, which just – Brutal, and we we highlighted why that game mattered to the Patriots. The Bears get their third win of the year. I think that was the result that you wanted. So now they slide to the fifth pick. The Patriots are currently picking fourth, but just a terrible game. Bryce Young, no, not for me, uh, not for me. And they got to be feeling, they got to be really kicking themselves because not only is he very underwhelming, but the guy who got picked second is lighting the world on fire. C.J. Stroud. Is, has 14 touchdowns, one pick on the season, and the Houston Texans, who nobody thought were going to be anything this year, are 4-4, four and four, and they're kind of in the mix. 
Now, I think the Jaguars are definitely going to win that division, but like, but four and four, the uh, Texans are kind of frisky. They're a little like a pesky, frisky club. And that's a good game this weekend. Texans, Bengals. So Cincinnati's rolling right now. They're six and a half point favorites at home. But if the Texans kind of hang around in this one, and if you get another good uh, CJ Stroud performance, I mean, he's going to win rookie of the year. It's only that it's the halfway point of the season. I don't think he has any other real true competition. He's going to run away with that. But uh, yeah, Bengals Texans, I think is, is a good one. Uh, Saints and Vikings. Somehow both teams are five and four. I don't love any of them. The Saints have a really easy schedule, and that's why everybody was picking the Saints at the beginning of the year to win the NFC South. The Vikings, you know, no Kirk Cousins, no Justin Jefferson, at least for a little while. So they got Josh Dobbs, and that was a cool story. Josh Dobbs shows up. He's there for like two hours, comes in and and wins the game for them. And so uh, they're at home this weekend, and the Vikings have won, I think, what is it, four in a row? And so they look like a team that was left for dead. Now they're right back in the mix. Uh, Packers Steelers in Pittsburgh this weekend, green Bay, that whole Jordan love experience. Like what a mess you could be like that. Like that's, that's another bad quarterback situation. So you drafted Jordan love too early. It probably angered Aaron Rodgers. You didn't get like the motivated, you know, the, or you didn't get the, uh, the result. Like when the Patriots drafted Garoppolo and then it pushed Brady to win a couple more Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers won some MVPs, but they didn't win anything in the postseason. And then after the back and forth, they move on from Aaron Rodgers. And now Jordan Love meh, doesn't really look like he can play all that much. And then the Steelers aren't very good, and yet they're five and three. They have figured it out. They are five and three somehow, some way. Uh, Bucks and Titans. So some of you want Mike Vrabel as the head coach of the Patriots next year. Uh, Titans are three and five, as are the Bucks. Uh, neither team seems like they're going much of anywhere. One of the games of the week is also at one o'clock. Jaguars 49ers. So the Jags are six and two. I think people are having a hard time like fully buying into them just yet. Meanwhile, the 49ers were almost uh, anointed as like, all right, well, they're going to be playing the Eagles in the NFC title game, but they have lost th- or they have lost three straight games. Now I know they've had some injuries. Uh, it looks like Debo is going to be back this week. It looks like. But they lost to the Browns, Vikings, and Bengals. The Vikings certainly are, are no great shakes. Those other two teams are, are, are pretty good. But after rolling, they scored so many points the first five weeks. They were, they were dominant. And then these last three weeks, they've been held to 17 points in each game and are now uh, kind of falling apart. I mean, five and three. How do they bounce back? And it's a good opponent. So uh, San Francisco is still a three-point favorite in Jacksonville. But that's definitely the uh, one of the marquee games. I think that and Texans Bengals, at least for the one o'clock slate, are ones that uh, we're going to want to see. Hopefully, they're both on too. I didn't check the the old local listings, but hopefully, they're both on at the same time. Uh, Browns Ravens, actually, that's not a bad one too. Uh, Browns Ravens is at one o'clock. Ravens are seven and two. Browns are five and three. And Lamar Jackson right now would be my pick for MVP. I think he's been he's been killing it. He's uh, I mean, the team's record kind of speaks for itself, but then he's also got nine touchdown passes, three picks, still, you know, running uh, a bit, not crazy, but he's still running like uh, a bit, but he's just playing really well. Mark Andrews is having another all pro type of season. 
Uh, Odell Beckham finally scored last week. Maybe that'll lead to more things. I know he hasn't really been great since he's gotten there. And their defense is good, so I like the Ravens uh, quite a bit. All right, the 4 o'clock games, Falcons, Cardinals, Uh, Lions, Chargers. So Lions, Chargers is a good one. Talked about uh, Sam Laporta is my my best bet of the weekend to score a touchdown at plus 150. Uh, The Chargers, 4-4, kind of hanging around right in there in in the wild card race. Uh, but Jared Goff, Justin Herbert, could be a lot of points in this one. I think the over-under, 48.5. That's got to be the highest total of the of the weekend. So could get a whole bunch of points in L.A. for Lions and Chargers. Cowboys taking on the Giants. That one is uh, the biggest spread on the weekend. Dallas by 17. Man, the Giants are a mess. After Dayball got them to the playoffs a year ago, they followed up this year, and they are just an absolute disaster. Commander Seahawks out in Seattle. Uh, just saw that Commander's team last week, kind of like Sam Howell. Really like Terry McLaurin. Uh, but Seattle quietly 5-3. and three. You know, Another decent year out of, out of Geno Smith. The Sunday night game, which they did not flex out. They had the opportunity to flex it out a week and a half ago or so. They didn't do it. So this Sunday night, we get Jets Raiders. So Zach Wilson, I mean, all these primetime games that the uh, – that the league picked for the Jets, hoping that it was going to be Aaron Rodgers, all out the window. So now you get Zach Wilson, that offense that cannot score. I mean, you had Troy Aikman just, like, mocking them on on Monday night. They now play in Sunday night against uh, Antonio Pierce and the Raiders. So this is his second game as uh, head coach. I'm curious what the honeymoon effect is like. So they obviously hated Josh McDaniels with the fury of, of a thousand sons. They could not stand Josh McDaniels. He's gone. Antonio Pierce, and they beat uh, the Giants last week. It's like, great. You beat you beat the Giants. Everybody beats the Giants. But they had, like, victory cigars, and they were going crazy. So does that last another week? I think against the Jets, it could. I think it could. They're one-point favorites at home. So if you're feeling like it's going to carry over, uh, go with the Raiders here on, on Sunday night. But I still don't think they're a great team. They have a couple of really good players, but overall they don't really do a whole lot for me. Uh, Monday night football, Broncos, Bills. Bills are favored by a touchdown. What kind of uh, Bills team is this going to be? The Broncos, I don't like them. I've never liked Sean Payton. But Russell Wilson is having a good year. Russell Wilson has bounced back 16 touchdowns, four picks. For Russell Wilson. Remember last year there was that guy on TikTok that was doing uh, Russell Wilson touchdowns versus bathrooms in his home. And I think it took to maybe the last game of the season for there finally to be more touchdowns than bathrooms. It was like a wild thing. I, I think great. he passed. Maybe he didn't even pass it. But the guy would update it after each week. And he's like still like 12 bathrooms. It's now seven touchdown passes. But he already has 16 on the season. So he's been a, a whole lot better. Even though the team is, is no great shakes. And then the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are on the bye, as well as the Rams, Dolphins, and Eagles. But I don't know if you saw this, Diz. Apparently, Taylor Swift is performing in uh, Argentina. Yep, her international tour has begun. Or Argentina. And Travis Kelsey was spotted. Whoa. Yeah. Things Travis, are getting serious I was going to say, you start you know, getting on a plane. and you know, you, any, Anytime you go somewhere where you need a passport, going with your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, what have you, Pretty serious. I, you know what? I might have been wrong about this one. I thought it was a uh, fake relationship. I thought it was an arranged right. relationship. 
They spent an awful lot of time together for it to be fake. Unless, this is an old wrestling term, you kind of work yourself into a shoot. A shoot, yeah. You know, and so maybe they, maybe it was a work originally, and now it's now they're like, actually, I kind of like you quite a bit. I kind of like you. I kind of like you. And I looked in the month of December when the Chiefs are here to play the Patriots. Yeah. She is not on tour that month. So the Patriots are praying like hell that she's here. That's right. Because that'll get more people to watch the game. That'll get more people probably, honestly, to attend the game. The if keeper they know the of the light. Story. Yep. Yeah, let her let her ring the bell up there, whatever she needs to do. I mean, she can do whatever she wants at Gillette Stadium at that point. But, yeah, will they still be together was, was one question. And then uh, will she be there? December 18th. So we're still a month or five weeks away from that. Five weeks away. Will Taylor Swift be in Gillette? And if she's not in uh, performing around the world, then maybe she will be. Maybe she will be. All right, we're going to get to our week in review. We had a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff from the week, including uh, some of the callers. Uh, the Celtics head coach went on an odd little back and forth with a reporter. So we have all that coming up for you in the Rich Keefe Show Week in Review. We'll do that next. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now. Great win for the Bruins last night. They beat the Islanders 5-2 at the TD Garden. Charlie Coyle had his first career hat trick. He also added an assist for his first four-point four game since 2016. Pasternak had a goal and two assists, and Trent Frederick also scored. Linus Ulmark made 27 saves for the Bruins. The Bees off tonight. They'll hit the road to take on the Canadians tomorrow night. Puck drop at 7 p.m. The in-season tournament begins for the Celtics tonight. The Seas at home hosting the Nets. Tip-off in about 15 minutes at 7.30. Al Horford will be out with a right knee injury. And former Celtic Rob Williams will reportedly undergo surgery, ending his first season with the Trailblazers. Williams suffered a knee injury last Sunday during only his sixth game with Portland. Patriots are now in Germany as they get ready to take on the Colts kickoff Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m., you heard Rich keep talking about it, how Bill Belichick was in such a great mood since he's been in Germany. Here's what Mac Jones had to say about it. Mac, a quick one first. We had uh, a laughing, smiling, almost giddy Bill here with us this morning. Nice. Have you have you seen <laughs> have you seen any of that in your own time since you guys landed? Um, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I think he's he's definitely you know happy to be here and sounds like he was having a good time with you guys. So um, we're all excited to be here and. Um, it's a very unique experience for for the game of football and um, for Germany and the United States and everybody, so it's, it's really cool. Today's Patriots injury report, pretty similar to yesterday's. Trent Brown, J.C. Jackson, and Devontae Parker are out. Christian Barmore, Jawan Bentley, Miles Bryant, Demario Douglas, Jack Jones, Jonathan Jones, Matthew Slater, Vidarian Lowe, and Dietrich Wise are questionable. David Andrews did not participate in practice today but was for rest and was not injury-related. And the Bears held on to beat the Panthers 16-13 last night in Chicago. The Bears now 3-7 and as the Panthers fall to 1-8. and I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keefe Show coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. 
It's time for Kiefer Madness. Kiefer Madness. Richard Keefe, I think it is. Rich Keefe. Who is that? How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. Uh, what now? It's Kiefer Madness. Where's Keefe? Where, where is he? Where's Keefe? Where is Keefe? Hey, Keefe, you're a douche. I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. I'm a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. That's funny. Yo, Kiefer Madness is so hit or miss. Keefe's a nice guy. Keefe's a nice guy. Okay. Kiefer Madness? It's Kiefer Madness on WEEI. I bring it. All right, here we go. It is time for our weekend review here on the Rich Keefe Show. Haven't done this in a while, but uh, here we are. This will be a, a Friday staple going forward where we take a look back at uh, some of the best moments, perhaps some of the worst, of the week. And let's start with our guy Stiz, who went out there in... Uh, Got some good audio this week from Bill Burr at Comics Come Home talking about Bill Belichick, one of the few people we've heard from, like, passionately defending Bill Belichick while also getting a couple of jabs in at Stiz. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of par for the course, but uh, here's Stiz with Bill Burr. And then I just want to end it with a sports question because I work for WEI. Patriots not doing great right now. A lot of people yeah, calling. you guys relax? So a lot of people calling for Bill's job. Oh, are they? First of all, that is such cowardly journalism. You say a lot of people who? I answer the phones. Well, I guess you could say maybe it's the vocal minority, but I'm telling you, every day people are. moron that calls in a sports talk radio. Hey. He has eight rings. He has one more than Brady. That's right. He shut down John Elway. I'm, I'm, done, I'm done talking about this. The run and gun, greatest show on turf. Won three with a sixth-round draft pick. And then everybody then was calling Brady a systems quarterback. And then they went three more, and all of a sudden Brady knows everything. Belichick doesn't know anything, right? And everybody forgets the Eagles' victory. And everybody says that Pete Carroll screwed up rather than that was an unbelievable coaching job by Bill Belichick and his crew to have that defense ready for that play. That whole year, all it was was either an incomplete pass or a touchdown until they played us. Mac Jones, just end it with that. Mac Jones, where you at with Mac Jones? I think he's better looking than you. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Appreciate you. All right, Bill. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. So this was our response to Bill. This was the night that uh, Fitzy was in, and uh, here was our response. All right. So So there you go. Let me start by saying great job, Stiz, catching up with Bill Burr. I'm a huge fan of Bill Burr. Hilarious. I don't know if that's the strongest defense. Basically saying that Bill Belichick used to be good. And that Mac Jones is more handsome than Stiz. Rest on your laurels, Bill. Says. That's all he had. And he also screwed up some details there, but that's fine. He's a he's a comic. He's not a sports it the, guy. It was the Seahawks win, of course. Seahawks the, win. Uh, if we're talk about an Eagles Super Bowl, we I could don't mention him. the one where they won with a right. wagon of a team in 04. Or we could talk about the one where he and Matt Patricia found a way to lose to Nick Foles. <laughs> no, didn't mention that one. Nick I don't Foles think he stopped Elway either. Yards. I, I think he meant Jim Kelly. He's yep. given him the D coordinator rings, which is fine. But I don't think he'd mention that game plan in the Hall of Fame. The last positive thing he referenced there, I think, was a decade ago. Right? The Seahawks Super Bowl was almost, I mean, not a decade ago, but actually, yeah. It was eight and a half years ago. Yeah. We're sneaking up on a decade. And then Mac Jones, I mean, if the best thing about Mac Jones is he's more attractive than Stiz, that's, I mean. Which I'm going to argue. I would, too, Come argue on. that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. One. One of. One of. What between Mac Jones and Stiz, one looks like a lima bean that needs a shave. The other is Mac Jones. <laughs> All right. I mean, 
If Mac Jones wasn't uh, a professional athlete, though, you just saw the guy walking down the street. I don't think you'd, you know, I'd be, I'd be like, be oh, overly man, impressed. That guy, that guy, that guy looks like the the D bag in Glee Club. Yeah, yeah. He'd but instead, he's the quarterback yeah. of the New England Patriots. Yeah, I don't know. So I just there's not a lot of people defending Bill Belichick right now. So I thought it would be good to give proper airtime to this, uh, you know, political age right now. We got to kind of mm-hmm. hear from both sides. Equal time, but Equal that's not the that's not the best. Hey, he had a good game plan that one time ago back in 03. He stopped the greatest show on turf 22 years ago. All right, then I'm going to have to ask mm. the Bill Burrs and the other in Bill We Trusts of the world because yeah. we are all Bill Belichick fans, but we certainly believe that hard times have fallen upon the empire. All right, back here live. Now, uh, now I, I, stay, I, I misspoke. He did. He was the defensive coordinator in the, in the first Giants Super Bowl win. That was against Elway. That was... Almost 40 years ago where that happened. I think famously they beat the K-Gun offense and everybody made a big deal out of that one when they beat the Bills. But yeah, I still kind of feel the same way. But apparently, and we put this out on Twitter earlier, at Rich Keefe Show. We we don't normally do a, a Twitter poll, but I felt a strong need to do one today. Who do you want to be the head coach of the Patriots in 2024? Your options are Bill Belichick, Gerard Mayo, Mike Vrabel, or other. And leading the way at 32.6% is Bill Belichick. How maybe, about that? Guess, See, vocal minority. Maybe Bill Burr knows what he's uh, talking about in that in that sense. Uh, well, the team isn't great. That's pretty well uh, documented at this point. So that led us down another discussion earlier this week. A few more of these bottom-out years, and it turns into the early 90s Patriots, you're going to say, once we go in there, the fun stops. So we need to bring the fun now. We need to get blitzed. We need to sm- maybe not do tables. Tables are already taken. What should we something- do? Should we do a poll? What should if, if the Patriots continue down this path? <laughs> what what should the- we smash at the Foxborough tailgates? It's true. Yeah, you have to smash something. I would imagine mm-hmm. you have to come up with something to smash. Uh, you are a thousand percent re- correct. It's a bad Rich. team thing. I have always believed the flavor is on the bottom, like good soups, mussels, <laughs> like all the things you want to dip bread in. Yeah, and also the NFL. Like, when you stink, when you're the Cleveland Browns, oh, yeah. you are undefeated you until 12.59 p.m. You get to wear a dog mask to the game. Oh, yeah. Park it up. Yep. I, the only t- I, they, do, they do things out there. In Cleveland? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I've walked into some vehicles out there where there were things happening. <laughs> I smelled things. I tasted things. I saw things. Things uh, touched yeah. me. Uh-huh. Oh, I miss those days. Not good. It's a wild, it's a wild ride. Now, last night, speaking of animals, last night, big matchup, uh, Bears-Panthers on Thursday Night Football. Now, we kind of anticipated it being not a great game, but from that, I think sort of we we had a even a more important question kind of got popped up. Let me ask you a follow-up question. Who would win an actual fight between a bear and a panther? Bear all day. How many Panthers would it take to defeat a bear? At least, and I mean at least, three. Three Panthers could defeat one bear? That sounds about right. Because you need two to kind of really distract the bear, and then that other one can get him from behind. Yeah, one of them's probably going to take a lot of damage. Yeah. You're going to have to sacrifice one of the Panthers, and then the other two can maybe... The Panthers are strong. That's a big wild cat. And also, I mean, brown, I'm thinking brown bear in my head. I mean, a black bear, I think you only really need two panthers. Yeah, black bear is definitely not as... Black uh, bear is like, like, a, yeah, it's I, like a Newfoundland. I, I maybe be able to. You could wrestle a black bear. Yeah, like a baby one? Uh, Yeah, a cub? Yeah, like a cub. You think you could wrestle a cub? 
I'm not saying I'd win, but no. I could wrestle it. I think they're pretty strong, put too. Put up a fight for a little while. Mm. They got big jaws still, though. Big old claws on them. But Panthers also have claws and big teeth. I think you're kind of disrespecting the Panther a little bit, being honest. But that's not what's on uh, on uh, the radio tonight. It's going to be the football Bears versus the football Panthers. And uh, may the best team win. <laughs> and it was the Bears. Oh, that's so great. Update to that. It was the Bears. They were the best team last night. I think I would have taken the animals, though. I would have watched that. Yeah, and on, I'm, like, I'm very Amazon pro Prime. animal, but like if you got a chance to see that, you're like, oh god, like stop you in your tracks. You have real bears versus real panthers yeah, on the n- field. Neither one of them dies. No. Just one of them says, you know what? I I submit. Yes, one you, of them taps out. Yeah, yeah, one of them taps out. Sixteen thirteen was the uh, final score of that one. Yeah, you called that under. Yeah, the under the under was like thirty eight. Didn't really get all that close, I suppose. Uh, one of the other questions uh, this week was from uh, from Andy Hart, who had mentioned this before, and then he was really upset because somebody takes snaked him, and it was about Bill Belichick. Bill has always said he does what's in the best interest of the, of the football team. The only way to salvage his final legacy is to say, I've said for 20 years I did what's in the best interest of the football team. I'm not going to change now. Oh, yeah, you definitely The best interest of the football yeah, team that. is for me to step down. It's not resonating anymore in the locker room. Yeah. Gerard Mayo is more capable of leading this team moving forward. Do you think there's any shot in hot Hades nope. that Bill would do that? Zero chance. I think his, Less, like, so not his even humility like, is uh, the same as it's always been, I feel like. I don't think it's changed. I think that would need to sort of soften, like... Because now he's still giving you, oh, we need to coach it better, and I'm preparing for the Colts. We need to prepare better. Like, if he starts to get into, like, even, like, a hint of something specific that he didn't do right or something specific that somebody else might do better, he's not any of that. So I'm a firm believer that nothing is produced by NFL films that Bill doesn't want produced by NFL films. Yeah. And we all point back to, I just can't get this team to do what I want it to do. Oh, nine. Oh, nine. Yep. We are now 14 years later. Yeah, well, he had some good years after that. No, I know. <laughs> but what if that guy, yeah. that moment of truth, that because you, you're right, just got to coach it better. What if he says, I can't, like he did with that team. I can't get through to this I'd, team. I'd get emotional. I'd be like, Caleb Williams. Do you think he'd quit? I don't think oh, he's. Oh, quit's the wrong word. No, 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 resign. So I don't want to say quit. Resign's a fancy word for quit. Yeah, so I don't think I, that's I, in him. No, I stop saying quit. <laughs> I didn't is. mean to say quit. It, no, I know you didn't. And, and you say I don't think he's a quitter. It's, it's, neither do I. But are you quitting? Because a lot of times we've questioned things that he's done, whether they truly were in the best interest of the football team. That, that would be. Would this be in the best interest of the football team if Bill Belichick said, Robert, I respect you too much to continue to coach this team? See, honestly, I don't think it necessarily would be. My still bigger issue is how he drafts players, trades for players, evaluates well, all players. that'll change too. No, I know. And like, I don't but want you're saving tra- face. You went out, you knew it was like Tom Brady said, I'll leave when I suck. Bill's like, Brady's so right. I suck. Time for me to leave. What's worse. Even though we, we firmly believe like his legacy is pretty much stamped already. Like he's good to go. All the Super Bowls, whether it's six or eight, depending on what you want to say, he's fine. Six. But 10 years from now, when you look back on it and you're like, yeah, then it kind of went south when Brady left, and then Bill went 5-12 and 12 his last year. Is that worse? Or, yeah, then Bill quit his last year. Resigned in the best interest of the football team. So that's what the pro-Bill people and you, say. The and people there's a lot of Bill, them out there that'll keep saying it. They'll say, you quit. don't think Mike Lombardi will beat us over the head with it? Uh, Bill's the greatest coach ever. Uh, no that's what a that. true leader does. Yeah. He knows when to walk away. So, 
So right, Stiz? I feel like his legend would be like, I mean, it is now. But Magnified. Solidified. Like, he, people he, would, he, like, no, yeah. He, he did free. the unthinkable. Remember, he gave yeah. up his position. Yeah. He Remember? gave up the one thing he loved. Truly, in all this world. Remember when he sabotaged the team for four straight years and they had the worst talent in the NFL and they were two and seven? And then they lost to the Colts and then he stayed in Germany. Yeah, okay. I don't think. So now he knows he lost his fastball. He's got nine. Man's got to know his limitations. You got to know when to walk away. You got to know when to run. That's sort of update to that story is uh, Bill Belichick was in a great mood today. He was in an excellent mood today. All smiles. Doesn't sound like a guy who's going to resign, does it? Or maybe yeah. it does. Well, we'll see what happens on Sunday. That's true. There's a, there's a, I mean, they're already, you know, done for, if you will. But two and eight with a week off to think about it. That's rough. That is that is rough, especially against another winnable team. Like this was the soft spot in the schedule, or so we thought. And uh, Washington was one of those games, and uh, we know how that one went. I just don't know how you don't think if they get Molly whopped on Sunday, and then he comes out at a press conference and says, "You know what? I've always wanted to do what's best for the football team." And yeah. so at this point, I'm going to step down because I feel there's just too much noise and someone else. I, I don't know how you don't think that people would be like, oh, my God, he's so selfless. What a guy. Yeah, I guess. I just feel like then, but then you're staring at a two and eight record and then you're like, well, you're the reason we're in this mess. Yeah, the way you said that, too, that he sabotaged. <laughs> yeah, that that like, sounds convincing. Too. Like, yeah, you have like all these, this, the roster stinks and then that's, that's why. Uh, this is... Maybe at first, in all the years that I've done Weekend Review on whatever shows I've been on, very few times, if ever, have we turned something around from in the in the day's show. Usually it's like the best, really, in reality of Monday through Thursday. This was from earlier tonight, where we got a, a caller, Ed. Ed called in. A classic case of what he tells Stiz off the air and what is written on to the, uh, the call screen. Should I say what he had said? Uh, yeah, go ahead. So he called and said uh, that he had three uh, three suggestions on how the Patriots can win in Germany. Okay. And, yeah, when completely left. Oh, no, I'm no, sorry. No, no, he yeah. had a different one. Oh, my God. I'm so, he didn't have that. I'm so yeah. sorry. Right. He said he heard from a friend. Yeah, he yeah. heard from a friend. Perfect. That Mac Jones got into a fist fight with Bailey Zappi <laughs> at practice this week and needed to get on to tell you. I was like, all right, let's let's hear from this I guy. Uh, and then he, he went nowhere near there. He didn't bring up either of their names or anything. Again, that didn't happen. Well, I, actually, you know what? I don't know if it didn't happen, but I, I assume that it did not happen. But that's where I thought he was going. Instead, he went in a much different direction. So here was Ed from earlier in the night. Uh, let's go to Ed. He joins us next here on WEI. What's up, Ed? Hey, Big Rich. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, hey, Ed. I think it's a shame that you, I think it's a shame that your former host is bad-mouthing you to everybody. How oh, dare Who? I think who's that's my, who's really my, sad. Who's my former host? Who are you talking about? Your former host there, Big Mush, or whatever his name is there, saying how they finally Big put him Mush. with a professional and Gresh or Mush or whatever oh, you Gresh. call him. Oh, Gresh. Oh, yeah, from the Gresham Keith days. Sure. Saying bad things about Rich. Oh, I didn't man. like it. That's hurts. I'm glad you brought this to my attention, though, Ed. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was shooting his mouth off. Unreal. He won 20 grand. And, 20 grand. And he, he doesn't work with professionals. He's the yeah. only professional there. Last time I checked, hasn't that guy been fired about 20 times? I really couldn't speak to that. Not sure if that's true, but uh, I'll, I'll have to dig in on Him this. Him saying a bit. bad stuff about Rich isn't right. No, I'm with you. Is this yeah, what you're I shouldn't be doing that because you're a good, you're a good guy. 
You don't know me, Ed. You don't know me at all. Great call. You don't know me. I could be the worst guy you've ever met. So that was uh, Ed, Big Ed. The key five. Yep. Key five. <laughs> key five. Listen, whoever wants to have my back, I'm all for it. You know, you want to you wanna go around the, uh, the internet, listen to all the shows, see if everybody's talking about me, and report back. All for it. All for it. Uh, let's see. Uh, speaking of callers, we got into it a little bit. Uh, was this last night or the night before with a caller that had issues with the uh, the Celtics bench? Brandon's in Boston. And he wants to talk about the Celtics. What do you got, Brandon? Yeah, guys, thanks for taking my phone call. So I'm not surprised that they lost again. I already knew this was going to happen because I talked about Brad Stevens, how he constructed this team. Yes, he put a get- together a good hot starting five, but the bench completely sucks. They got out-rebounded today. Yep. Um, points in the paint, they got crushed. Um, he made some questionable moves with Peyton Pritchard. I don't even know why he gave him that contract. Peyton Pritchard, let me see. Peyton Pritchard played. Yeah, but Brandon, isn't this game way more about Jalen Brown points. and Jason Tatum than it is the bench? Minutes. Brandon, Brandon, isn't this game way more about Jalen Brown than it is the bench? Like, did the Sixers no. bench light the world on fire? I don't think so. No, this is this is this is the thing. If my starters are not getting it, at least I can go to. Um, a role player that uh, I know can spark. Uh, you know, if Jalen Brown's having a tough time, I can go to a player that can fill in for yeah, him. Yeah, like and, Drew and, Holiday and spark, or Chris Daps Porzingis or Derek White. You don't need. It doesn't have to be a bench guy. It, it does. No, you know why? No, because why? if you're having why? an off night, you have a hot player that's on the bench that can contribute to so, the team. Brandon, Not everybody's going to click every Brandon, night, and you so need Brandon, to have a Brandon, bench. Brandon, to Brandon, Brandon. So last year, the Denver Nuggets were the best team in the league. Who was their big bench spark on the Denver Nuggets? I can't even tell. I would have they to didn't go have back one. No, they didn't, no, don't worry about it. You don't have to. I'll tell you. They didn't have one. They didn't have one. It doesn't. You don't need the guy on the bench. Brad, Brad needs to address that big man no, role, and he has to get some uh, some other players that's unique that can score in multiple ways. I mean, I this think bench is going to kill us. We're not going far with just a hot starting five. Oh my god, this, they can win the whole thing with a good starting five. You can win the whole thing with a good starting five. The Denver Nuggets are the blueprint from last year. Yeah, I don't know how many people feel that way. I know we got a lot of texts after that call that uh, did not agree with uh, with Brandon. I just feel like the Celtics are. Not a perfect team. I think he has more of a point on the on the big man thing and like how they're going to be able to slow down Joel Embiid. I kind of agree with him on that. But as far as the bench, like they need more scoring. It's like Tatum, Brown, Porzingis are all capable of being top fifteen scorers in the league. Not that they will be when they're teammates, but you get my point. Like individually, they all are. Drew Holiday is a solid scorer when he needs to be. Derek White, like I don't. I don't really see that as uh, being a, a huge issue, but bench like the bench thing. They don't have the big names clearly off the bench, but if their guys are healthy now, no Al Horford tonight, so we'll see how that looks and how much different that's going to be. But man, I like Brandon. He's been trying to convince you of this for a couple weeks now. <laughs> he kind of has, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's going to die on this. Head. That's true. And lastly, uh, for our weekend review, this was a uh, incredible for many reasons, back and forth between uh, Joe Missoula and Gary Washburn. So following the most recent loss by the Celtics, here's head coach Joe Missoula. And uh, ask yourself if he has his uh, priorities in order. Offensively, it seemed like you guys settled for a lot of threes. Or it took almost 50, but... Yeah. Is, is that I think you... Um, 
you, I was just finished reading a great article that you wrote in 2016 that the Celtics shot too many threes and they shot 42 and that was seven years ago. And they only shot five more tonight and they lost 121 to 114 and you blame the offense but not the defense. So like, what's your fascination with too much threes for the last seven years? No, well, it was seven years. 2016, it's 2023. You, I just read it, it was a great article. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, but it was like, are the Celtics settling for too many threes? You said that seven years ago. You're ahead of the curve. I am ahead of the curve. I don't think it was the third quarter, Gary. I thought it was the second quarter when we gave up the offensive rebounds in the transition. We had some sloppy play. And you go back and watch close games, they're never really lost in the fourth quarter. Sometimes they are. But you look at that run in the second quarter where we gave up like three or four straight offensive rebounds and then we didn't get matched and gave up a three. I think it was lost there. Um, but, you know, it's perspective. I thought actually this was one of our better played games from an execution and a mindset standpoint. It was a great article, though, Gary. You're welcome. What an odd guy. Like, he is so strange. I think we call him Maniac Missoula. We got to come up with some sort of nickname for him. Like, he's a maniac. He's a maniac is what this guy is. Psycho killer. He's nuts. The way he chews his gum, like the look in his eyes. And now he's reading articles from seven years ago, and he's he's waiting to play gotcha to Gary Washburn. I feel like he might have a little bit of a Napoleon complex. Could be, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's not the tallest guy. He's not kind of small. Yeah, he's, he's lashing out now, and he's picking fights in the media. It's like, all right, if this is how you want to spend your time, we'll see. But anyway, that's uh, our week in review here on the Rich Keith Show. A lot of uh, a lot of good stuff from the week. When we come back. I'll take my stab at the perfect lineup. We'll do a fantasy brief, daily fantasy for Sunday, the perfect lineup. We'll do that next here on WEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Keep going up. Give you what, what you need to know. Talk about who you gotta start, who you gotta say, gotta let go. When you be like, whoop, whoop, you doing so good, gonna win your league. But you gotta listen to Rich Keith in the fantasy breeze. Rich Keith is playing like John Clayton up inside the huddle. And he's got a intimate knowledge of the fantasy game, like he and Matthew Barry like to cuddle. If your team got a problem, yo, he'll solve it. Winston Wolf for this fantasy gauntlet. So pretty pleased with sugar on it. Check out the hook while Keith on the Good, give you the info you desire. Who the claim from the waiver wire? Your lineup game is on fire. Put them on the board. Championship. You're definitely gonna win your league, but you gotta listen to Rich Keefe and the fantasy brief. All right, fantasy brief time here on the Rich Keefe Show. W E E I. If you miss any of the program, check out the Rich Keefe Show podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts and. Let's take a stab at the perfect lineup. Maybe you're out of it. Maybe your uh, year-long fantasy league, you are out of it, and uh, you want to do a little daily fantasy. So this is uh, a stab at the perfect lineup. Of course, uh, wherever you play that, uh, there's a lot of different options, and you just try to find, within a budget, the best lineup for one week. And I'm going with Jared Goff at quarterback. We talked about how that Lions-Chargers game has a big over-under uh, I think Goff could have a field day. The Chargers are actually giving up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. So pretty big sample size now that we're into week 10. I'll take Jared Goff. Uh, running backs, going with Joe Mixon. I mentioned him earlier. I wanted to take Mixon anytime touchdown as the um, Bengals are playing the Texans, but it's minus 160. So no value there, but 
go ahead and throw him into your uh, daily fantasy lineup. Also going to go with Najee Harris. I know Najee Harris hasn't really been the same player since his rookie year, and he's actually costs a little bit less than Jalen Warren, his teammate, but I'll go with Najee Harris at home against the Green Bay Packers for my second running back. Uh, wide receivers, give me uh, Tyler Lockett from Seattle against Washington. Uh, Washington can be thrown on. much. We didn't really see it much last week, but they can based on everybody else that they have played. And I like Geno Smith, too. Like I almost went with Geno Smith at quarterback. I went Goff instead, so I think Tyler Lockett could have a good game. Uh, Terry McLaurin, he had a couple big catches, but they didn't really use him a ton last week against the Patriots. I could see him going off in that same game, Washington and Seattle. Uh, now, this one is a big kind of swing pick. With my third receiver, I'm going with George Pickens, who is not happy. George, he, was, he had a real sad. He uh, couldn't get his feet in bounds last week. He hasn't gotten the ball as much as he wants. He's pouting about it. Mike Tomlin's been been asked about it. Uh, I think Pickens took off like all of the Steelers stuff off his social media, blah, 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 blah. I still think he's good, though, and I still think they get him involved. Uh, so I'm going with George Pickens. That one could easily blow up in your face, but if you have him and nobody else does and he goes off, then that could be the difference for you. Uh, at tight end, I'm going Sam Laporta. He, I, he was my anytime touchdown for the bet du jour. Uh, the Chargers give up a lot of points to quarterbacks. They give up a lot of points to tight ends. Just give up a lot of points in general. So I'll take Sam Laporta there. Uh, in the flex spot, I'll go Christian Kirk. In the Jacksonville-San Francisco game, San Francisco's defense is, has not been lights out by by any means. And Christian Kirk has just been solid. We all made fun of that contract when the Jaguars signed it, and yet he's been really good. He's having a better year than... Calvin Ridley, who I was high on, and uh, Trevor Lawrence throws uh, the ball a lot. And then lastly, the defense. I'll just go with the Steelers uh, at home against Jordan Love and the Packers. So there is your perfect lineup. We'll tweet that out momentarily here uh, from uh, at Rich Keefe Show, both Twitter and Instagram. You can uh, get on us there. Uh, getting a real look at the uh, the in-season tournament court for the uh, the Celtics. I don't know. It just reminds you of like a uh, college basketball tournament in like, you know, like somewhere like where Pepperdine would play or something. Like it doesn't look, looks kind of odd. It's kind of distracting. It is a bit. Like there's so much green. Like the whole court is green, except for like this line down the middle is like the wood color, but it's not a parquet, which I know is throwing a lot of people off. No parquet in Boston. And then every one of these courts is doing, like, the big trophy at, at center court and then also in, like, the free throw lanes. It's odd. It is It is hard to keep up with, too. I also don't have the best eyesight in the world. That could be a, that could be a yeah, small but factor. The, the dark jerseys, yeah. you know, over the dark, dark green of the court. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's... Yeah, so the Nets are wearing black, and then the Celtics are wearing their city uniforms, which are neither good nor bad. They're just kind of what they are. You're like, all right, fine. But anyway, no Al Horford tonight. So uh, the caller that hates the bench is going to hate the bench even worse. <laughs> Brandon. Brandon's going to hate the bench tonight even even worse. But this is their first game in the uh, pool play for the in-season tournament. You don't really need to know all the details about it. It's still a regular season game. still counts for the regular season. All right, two hours down. Just one hour to go here on a Friday night. Boomer Esiason's, uh NFL show comes your way at 9. But we still have an hour left, and you can join us at 617-779-7937. We'll do a little uh, pop culture. We'll do a little This Week in Hashtag Dork coming up next here on WEEI.